number of years ago, I had back surgery. They opened me up, they fixed my back, but then at the end of it, I actually felt worse, but I had to then go through physical therapy. And now I feel great. I can run a half marathon again because I went through all the work to fix my back. It's the same thing emotionally if something happens. Let's, let's open you up, let's fix it, and then let's move forward. Hey, welcome to the Consultant and the Coach podcast. You know what I did? I turned off my cell phone and laptop and disconnected from the world for six whole days, and it was amazing. So I'm going to dive into exactly what I did. Uh, those six days I unconnected and it was amazing. So uh, here is a episode on, hey, disconnecting for a full week and uh, telling you a little bit about what I ended up doing, uh, going to a place in Cumberland Furnace, Tennessee. For those of you considering a personal, professional, or spiritual renewal time and what that looks like, we're going to walk you through an example of Eric's recent experience of which, you know, hopefully you can learn something from and, and uh, be ready and able to take some time for yourself as, as your situation requires. Absolutely. So, hey, uh, you know, as we help leaders along the journey by encouraging them, uh, how, how and when do we take a personal retreat? What kind of scripture did you come up with, Josh? Yeah, I always like Psalm 51. It's good for lots of things. But in, in particular, uh, there's a prayer of restoration that David makes uh, right after Nathan comes to him um, to confront him about his sin with Bathsheba. Uh, verses 10 through 12 for today, Psalm 51, 10 through 12. God, create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit mm. within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and give me a willing spirit. Uh, and I think this is helpful, um, you know, one, because on, on the consultant and the coach, we talk a lot about, you know, owning your own um, role in whatever dysfunction you're in. But I think in particular, there's also this sense of renewal here that applies not only when we find ourselves in places of sin, but just more generally, we know that God is a God of, of renewal and um, restoration of all sorts of things. Um and, you know, for, for leaders out there listening to us, uh, renewal and restoration is a key part of what we encourage folks to, to pursue, whether it's in a certain season or for a particular time or on a, on a particular cadence um, as well. So um, we'll talk about that today, and, and hopefully it's encouraging to folks out there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's jump in here. Uh, Eric, I know we'll just kind of do a Q&A today, a little bit different format. Where'd you go? Well, hey, um, well, let's let me actually go back a half step. Sure. Step. You know, I'm in the health. My CEO job is one of I, I run a home health care company and we're in the middle of a pandemic and things are absolutely nuts. Yeah. So um, business has been crazy. You throw in a pandemic, how busy our store's been. We're doing absolutely wonderful. But then you throw in the Great Recession into it. Uh, not the Great Recession, the Great Resignation. Uh, like a lot of companies, we've lost about 25% of our staff this year. So I've been in the process of building a new executive staff. We're basically almost fully staffed again, but the problem is they're not trained yet. Mm -hmm. So in the process of this, I have my own coach. A good coach, I would go so far as to say, a good coach should always have a coach of their own. Mm -hmm. we should, and everyone, if you're a leader, we should have either a life coach or an executive coach. And in the process of my own personal coaching of being coached, my coach said, Eric, you need a retreat. You need to get away. And uh, she actually she actually told me, Eric, you need to get away in like July. I'm like, you don't understand. I can't 
it would collapse. I haven't built up the leadership team. No, you need to get away. I'm like, I can't. So, uh, you know, if, if for those of us that know psych, you know, sometimes when you're being chased by a lion, you have three options, fight, flight, or freeze. And uh, I was kind of living at a fight, flight, or freeze for about three months. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the process, I, I, I looked at a number of great places, and I settled on a place outside of Nashville. They say Nashville. It's not Nashville. It's a small podunk city called Cumberland Furnace, Nash, Cumberland Furnace, Tennessee, called Onsite. And literally what it is is I went there. Five straight days, uh, I call it a personal retreat is really what I would call it, and I uh, went to a program called Living Centered, and what it is is, hey, how, how am I personally living centered? Um, and that's that's where I went. It was amazing. Oh, oh, and also, no cell phone, no computer, no internet, no no direct contact with the world. It's amazing. They're like, hey, if somebody needs to get a hold of you, here's the emergency number, <laughs> which is great. That's great. Yeah, it was. Um, and you talked a little bit about what, can you talk a little bit more about, um, not necessarily the specifics, but you talked about the fight, flight or freeze. What, what prompted, um, the need to get time away? You talked about this conversation with your coach and and what were some of the circumstances maybe that that others could learn from in terms of getting to that place, realizing they had a need to, to get that renewal in? Well, here's the nice thing. A good coach comes into a relationship as an empty vessel. So, and what I mean by that is, um, and I, I, I do the same thing when I coach others. So whoever you are, however you are, you come in as an empty investment. If I'm coaching you, Josh, tell me about your life or what's going on. How can I help you? And I just hear that. And a good coach will hear that and then say, you know, it sounds like this. And then they'll make recommendations. You know, you can, and what she said is, Eric, you need to become grounded again because you're hanging out and fight, flight, or freeze and um, that works for a short time, you know, kind of our base brain. It works great if you're getting changed, chased by a lion. You need to sprint away or you need to do this. You cannot do it month in and month out. Look at mm-hmm. Jesus. Jesus, who was perfect, took retreats. Mm-hmm. Jesus went away, and he was God for crying out loud. Well, if Jesus had to do it, I definitely had to do it. And that's that was the purpose of it. Sure. And how did you work out um, from a from a leadership perspective, the timing in terms of you said there's a lot of things going on. Oh, all sorts We're of all things always going. busy. Now, the way but, I figured yeah. out timing was I was looking at my schedule and just flat out said, when's the first opportunity I can do this? Mm-hmm. And it was one of those. My coach said, hey, you need to do this like soon. Uh, I actually put it off three or four months. Yeah. And because I had like if I'm going to unplug because they want me to unplug. Well, I had to make sure everything was uh, set up. I have an executive assistant. I have a for, you know the rest of my executive team, and it took me three months to make sure. Okay, Eric's unplugging, and uh, I'm good at developing leaders, and just made sure everything was in line. So when I did go, business ran absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I came back to my business, they had rehired three, uh, hired three more team members. They were great. Um, so it's one of those things. It just took me a while to do that. Sometimes yeah. you don't have that luxury. I had that luxury and planned for it to happen that way. Sure. And so tell us a little bit more about uh, the time. How was it structured? And uh, walk us through the mechanics of how you spent your time away. Well, it, you know, it, it was a very uh, – so one of the things that OnSite does is they use something called psychodrama. And mm-hmm. that sounds kind of – it sounds kind of wacky from my <laughs> point of view it is really what it is. But – this is psychodrama, in my opinion. This is my non-counseling background. It's role play, is what it is. So you 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 take part in these process groups with 
uh, I think I had like six other people in my process group, but you'll say, you know, hey, Eric, what is something that you need to work on? You know, or what's something that's bothering you? And you'll share it. But then what we'll do is you get walked through each situation with a guide mm-hmm. and we'll work through it. Uh, what do you want to say to this person? Or what do you want to say concerning this? What would And their goal is to help you be living centered to how you were created to be. And I would say God wants us to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it was very, very freeing and life-giving. And what they do is they, you know, through the course of uh, five days, we just, we walk through what does it look like to live centered, how we're created to be, and are we walking in that mm-hmm. um, avenue of our lives. Got it. And how many days was it? Just uh, it was five. It was five full days. Five full so you, days. You come. Okay. You come the night of one day, mm-hmm. and then you have five full days, and you leave like at seven a.m. on the. So it was. I think it was like a Thursday to Tuesday is what it was. So basically a weekend and uh, three weekdays. Got it. And tell me a little bit more about the process group. Who were those individuals? And then what was some of the other people you met with? Because some one on ones. I think you said to me. Earlier oh yeah. We talked and, about this and, and, and so what it was is you know everyone who went is. Uh, someone who has an area in their life that they want to work on. You know, some some people are dealing with trauma. Some people are just burnt out. There were some people who went there because they just said, you know, I'm actually doing really well right now, but I can do even better. Hmm. That's the best time to go on a retreat is actually when you don't need a retreat. Yeah, sure. And so, I mean, we literally had everything. And that's what was really, really encouraging. And I, what I liked about it is uh, you go in not knowing anyone. And the sole goal is for everyone to help everyone else out. So there was a true sense of community, which was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I loved it. What kind of preparation did you have to do to be no, successful? The only, uh, the, the only preparation I had to do was just get there. Okay. Other than that, um, they, do, they do do things like uh, they ask you not to drink any alcohol. For 15 days going into it so i like a good whiskey at night um or as we know beer uh, i gave up all alcohol you know 15 days before mm-hmm. and uh that was helpful as well too because what they want you to do to get the most out of it mm-hmm. they uh they don't want you coming off any substances they mm-hmm. want you to go in mm-hmm. with a clear head mm-hmm. so as they um guide you through whatever i wanted to work on it was absolutely great. I was ready for that intense work. Sure. And th- they like to say, hey, uh, five days at on-site is equivalent to six to 12 months of counseling. And I would actually completely agree with it. Mm-hmm. And not that, you know, hey, I need counseling. But what it does mean is they are saying, um, hey, let- let's do some serious work. And mm-hmm. it-, it allowed me to look at my life. How was my life set up? And what does it look like going into 2022? Sure. And so kind of looking back now at what you learned, um, what did you learn about yourself spiritually, you know, about God, about oh. your calling, about mm-hmm. um, that area of your life and how that impacts everything well, else? Well, and first, Onsite is not a Christian retreat center. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, it's, they use a lot of, uh, if anyone's stuck, they'll use the 12-step methodology, whether you're recovering from drugs, alcohol, alcohol, codependency, literally anything. Um, so it was. it's not a Christian retreat center, but uh, they are very pro-higher power, whatever that happens to be mm. in one's life. So if you've known anyone in any sort of 12-step. But what, what I did was you have a lot of time in the morning and at night. So I spend that time as a Christian journaling. 
hmm. reading scripture. And uh, just to let you know what I was in, as <laughs> whether or not this was a good thing or not, I've been doing my personal devotions out of the book of Job for the last, I'd say, month or so. And that's literally how I felt. You know, here's Job is a godly individual, and just like God abandons him, or it looks like God abandons mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. And so in my personal spiritual time, I literally saw, you know, it feels like God's abandoned me from time to time, but he really hasn't. He mm-hmm. is always there. He just happens to be silent sometimes. And that was one of the realizations spiritually that I came to is, yeah, I'm going to have dry seasons. It doesn't mean God's not there. Mm-hmm. I still have my brothers, such as like you. I have my church family. I have friends. Um, and they're there to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, you know, so spiritually it was it was just kind of like, hey, this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. Well, and I think that's great because I think one of the things, you know, we, we like to emphasize here is, is we're just, you know, other leaders along the journey. And I think what it's hopefully encouraging for others to hear who are listening is, is we don't have it all figured out, right? We've got no. dry seasons. We've got plenty of challenges. We speak from a place of injury, dysfunction, trauma uh, it, to some degree in our own lives and, and hoping to help others. So if you guys are listening to us out there, hopefully that's uh, <laughs> not already clear how well, dysfunctional we can be. Well, and one of the things <laughs> that they did say at OnSite is you cannot heal yeah. what you can't feel. Right. So, you know, if we're going to talk, let's talk exercise. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to lose some weight going into the new year. Hey, hey, Josh, this is how you do it. And we just talk about it. You'd be like, well, if you don't run, if yeah. you don't eat healthy, right. you have to metabolize whatever fat you'd like to lose, mm-hmm. or, you know, shrink down. If we just talk about it and don't actually exercise and metabolize, you can't do it. Right. It's the same with emotions. You And so what OnSite would say is you cannot heal what you cannot feel. Yep. So what they, you know, let's be honest, if you go there or actually any kind of thing, if you can't get into why am I mad? Why am I sad? Why, I mean, pick any emotion in mm-hmm. the world. When we feel things, then we can metabolize them. Mm-hmm. So, hey, here's the situation that really bothered me. Well, why? And that is what, you know, it's it's just like a surgeon. It's like the, you know, at onsite, what happened was essentially the first day, it's kind of like a surgery. They open you up. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel what? And then they kind of operate on you for three days. Not in like, you know, kind of an emotion. Well, right. let's get into why I felt the way I did regarding certain things. And then on the last day, they kind of sew you up and mm-hmm. you don't fix everything. All my problems are still here. But like, hey, this is what it is. And like, you know, I had uh, a number of years ago, I had back surgery. They opened me up, they fixed my back, but then at the end of it, I actually felt worse, but I had to then go through physical therapy. And sure. now I feel great. I can run a half marathon again because I went through all the work to fix my back. It's the same thing emotionally if something happens. Let's let's open you up, let's fix it, and then let's move forward. Right. Um, so going back to sort of what you learned then, what else did you learn either personally, you know, about your family or, or your place in, in the community here locally or about yourself as a leader of people um, and a business? Um, there's three really good questions there, but, you know, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll just start. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, you, you, you gave me three. I'm asking the open-ended ones. Give you lots to think about. I, what, I'd, what I'd say on all three is I have an amazing family. I have a wife and four kids. Um, Leadership-wise, even at my uh, business, I have an amazing executive team. I have amazing team leads that I work with. Uh, And what I reflected on is I'm actually really happy with where I'm at. So it's not one of those things that I I, I left saying, oh, I need to change everything. Um, 
I, I kind of I wrote down, hey, here's five areas of my life. If I were to make two percent change in those five areas of my life, that would be pretty significant progress. Um, even six months from now, mm-hmm. you know, if 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 we fly from uh, Seattle down to Florida, and you make a two degree change. Mm-hmm. We are not going to end up in Florida. We're going to either head north or south because you're going so long. Two degrees is a long time. And I think sometimes we, oh, I need to do a 180 change. No, not necessarily. You're going to throw a bunch of people off the roller coaster yeah. if you do a 180 change. But if I say, hey, I'm going to do a two degree change, what does that look like? Um, and, you know, for example, family wise, I love to play games with my kids. But am I going to be more intentional uh, playing rummy and chess with a few of my kids? Absolutely. Hey, buddy, can we play chess? And I was playing chess last night with my son. He's like, Dad, I got your, I got your queen. And like, that's that's cool, man. And he, he he was one move away from checkmate. He would have totally destroyed me. But little things like that. What does two degrees of change look like? Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, and then. What insights did you, so we talk a lot about this, this podcast about just kind of grounding ourselves in our values and trying mm-hmm. to live those out. Cause I think that's one of the great challenges, at least in the American cultural experience. But, um, what insight did you gain about maybe your values and, or, um, how did you further shape your life plan? So we just talked about that a couple of weeks ago yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's always something that maybe, you know, we're always driving at, but there might be ways we get there. Or, you know, what'd you learn about either yourself, your values or your life plan that, that might impact well, that coming out of this? I, I would say you started talking about grounding. And I think one of the things why we need to have a plan mm-hmm. is if we have a plan when things go off plan, we at least know things went off plan. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, this is why you got to have a plan because if you don't have a plan and you go a little skewy, you know something's wrong, but you don't know why. Mm-hmm. I have a life plan. Things went a little skewy. Well, what happened? Well, why? And mm-hmm. some of the things that I'm working on, very common grounding. You know, what does it look like to ground? Mm-hmm. Uh, some, and I'll just give you three quick examples. Uh, when things blow up uh, and I'm in the heat of the battle, you can't leave the battle. But I can work on breathing, you know, five seconds in, ten seconds out. Five seconds in, ten seconds out. To just calm the nervous system mm-hmm. in the heat of the battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things, turning off my cell phone turning off just dumb uh you know dopamine uh dings people text messaging me uh facebook messenger instagram you name it tiktok uh so little things like that help me ground and then there's other things as well too like what we do you know Mm -hmm. part of our life team that that's a grounding thing hey josh i need you to listen to me vent about the situation Mm -hmm. or whatever that looks like so there's a lot of different ways we can ground i mean i have they, they, they teach, I think, 12 different methods of grounding at on-site. But mm. at the same time, it's one of those things. What it looks like for me to ground might be different than you and also on the situation. I was going to say the situation also sometimes makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, things that we both love, exercise. Exercising is a great grounding exercise, literally and figuratively. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? What, 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 what any other lasting sort of impressions or lessons learned would you want to leave with folks listening to us? Um, you know, I think the last thing, you know, I, I could literally, that that's like saying, hey, read the Cliff Notes version on, um, on 
how to do a personal retreat. You know, mm-hmm. granted, going to on-site is crazy expensive. It's over $6,000, five days. You got to get there. So it's one of those things that's not like, hey, go ahead and go do this. Mm-hmm. Crazy expensive. But I would say well worth it if one has the uh, monetary resources for that. If someone doesn't, take time alone. Go up to the mountains or wherever one's happy place is. I know that's something that you frequently <laughs> do. I'm like, where, where are you going? Oh, I just rented a cabin. For what? I'm going to go. You know, <laughs> Not so as you often as that. I'd like. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's something that we can realize. Or sometimes yeah. it's as simple as I'm going to spend 20 minutes this morning or mm-hmm. even 10 minutes this morning. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that uh, I've learned is it, it can look a number of different ways to a number of different individuals. The purpose is we need to take care of ourselves. The healthier we are as a leader, the bet more we can invest into other people. And we don't want to get thrown for a loop and say, hey, uh, what happened? Well, I was, I was going to Florida from Seattle and I ended up in Maine. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's what will happen if we're, you know, 45 degrees off or whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We want to get where we want to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you, Eric. I think this has been hopefully helpful to everyone. I've, I've enjoyed hearing about it. I mean, some of these stories I haven't even heard yet since you got back, but uh, it's great to hear about. Um, I would just say, you know, if we can help anyone out there, to your point about a personal retreat, I know one thing we're looking at doing is doing that for the consultant and the coach community. So if folks are hearing this, you know, in a podcast, look for our emails, I think are in the, the show notes and send us a note. Um, because if there's enough interest, when there's enough interest, we're going to be organizing potentially a oh, absolutely. group for the TCTC community just to get away. Probably nothing as formal as what you described for, no. for onsite, but, um, there's a, certainly some, some interest in some, a groundswell there. Um, and then the last thing I think here is uh, tune in next week because um, we talked about life plan. We're talking about planning for future. But we also talk about support, community, life teams. So we're going to talk next week uh, about life teams. And um, if you want information on how to get to connected to one, again, that's another thing we're looking at starting through the consultant and the coach, um, some sort of online connection of like-minded yeah. individuals mm-hmm. for and, just and regular life teams. don't forget team. the blog. Granted, you're always the blog writer. Oh, this right. week, yeah. it's actually it's going to be you. I have, yes. it, I have it this week. Good. Other than that, every other week, your, your blog's way better than mine. But, hey, <laughs> I have a few tips and, you know, what, what you just heard me talk about. Yep. Um, hey, go to our blog and check that out. Yep, that's great. Um, so yeah, if you if you want to go ahead and go to consultantonthecoach.com, you can uh, get the blog sent to you every week. Uh, we got the podcast that hopefully you're checking out. And uh, if there's anything we can always do, just reach out anytime. Sounds good. All right, take Until care, everybody. Week. Yep. Hey, thank you for listening to the Consultant and the Coach podcast. Hey, um, it, down in the show notes, I'm going to do a couple things. Number one is uh, I'm going to send over a link to you can hear Jewel the artist talk about on-site as well, too, on the Joe Rogan podcast. So that's out there. So if you're interested in hearing uh, what Jewel had to say, it was a really, really good interview with Joe Rogan. And second is uh, I'm going to link down to on-site. So if that's something that you were interested in and if you have an extra uh, $6,400 to invest in yourself for a week, trust me, it is well worth your time. Or if you'd like my opinion, uh, just give me a call and I'll tell you a little bit more about it. Very, very worthwhile. But hey, Uh, Go to theconsultantcoach.com and you'll see the recent blog post that I did on OnSite and look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Cheers. Cheers.